it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here, oh, hello, hello, welcome to Citanium Mine, finally my vast stores of Citanium will come in handy as we welcome in, after 16 years of waiting for a sequel, Psychonauts 2. For those of you who did not play the original Psychonauts, shame on you, but what you should know about it is that it was a platformer from Double Fine and Tim Schafer that pretty much took the idea of using levels as an excuse to dive into the psyches of individuals and create some pretty heady, <laughs> see what I did there, designs for each individual level as you go through them. They actually had some really great level designs, whether it be like the Milkman Conspiracy or Lungfishopolis. They, they were just highly innovative, and I also like that they changed different graphical styles, and even the style of your main character, Rasputin Aquato, in uh, various settings. It was very innovative, it was very different, it had a wonderful sense of humor, it had some, some beautiful environments, great characters, it was just overall a really great experience, and it then took them 16 years to finally be able to make a sequel. Part of this was done as a crowdfunding effort, and then Double Fine got acquired by Microsoft, so they ended up with a whole lot more resources to really expand what they could do with the game. And now finally, in 2021, we have Psychonauts 2. For people who are not familiar with the storyline, basically Rasputin Aquato, like I was talking about, was a young Psychonaut in training, essentially, at Whispering Rock Summer Camp, where he was uh, supposed to learn how to use all of these psychic powers, and uh, eventually uh, was able to uncover a conspiracy going on behind the scenes. And at the end of that game, he was basically invited to join the Psychonauts themselves. As Psychonauts 2 starts, though, you get the impression that Maybe they didn't actually do the whole thing where they made him a psychonaut, and he is quickly is told that he is just entered into the intern program. So he is now a psychonaut's intern. The remainder of the game uh, takes Rasputin through psychonaut's headquarters at the Mother Lobe and the surrounding areas, and in terms of the level design, takes you into the heads of the Psychic Six, primarily. These are the founders of the Psychonauts, and they fought a, a war uh, against this uh, very villainous character, Maligula, and now there is the threat that maybe Maligula is coming back. And so you have to try and repair the psyches of these masters, of the psychic arts in order to figure out how to thwart this threat that has not necessarily manifested itself. And then you learn a lot more about both Raz and the individuals involved and his family throughout this whole process, which is very interesting. Again, Psychonauts 2 does not disappoint in their level designs and still proves to be a very creative way to do levels, unlike so many platformers where you're used to like the ice level and the fire level and the water level and such, 
I mean, the ones that you get here are just absolutely bonkers. Uh, Compton's Cook-Off takes you into this world where you're on a competition cooking show and you use your psychic powers and all of these stations to try and create the elements of the meal that the judges want. In Psyching Sensorium, you have this absolutely trippy world where there are different places that represent the different senses. And, of course, the person that you are doing this with is one of the members of the Psychic Six that is voiced by Jack Black. So it is just a, a wonderful, trippy, musically fascinating element to this level. You have Cassie's Collection, which is like this twisted version of a library uh, where you get to interact with these cutout characters from literature and in some places actually go into the books and do 2D platforming sections along the words of the pages. It's just really brilliant design. They do so many cool things. There's also a lot of content here. Uh, the original game had essentially like 10 levels that you would go through from start to finish. This one actually has 13. Some of them are longer than others, but uh, basically all of them seem as long or far longer than the typical level in the original Psychonauts. Additionally, the outer worlds that you go to, including, of course, the Mother Lobe, but also the Quarry and the Questionable Area, etc., which are super fun, there's a lot to do in those areas as well, a lot to explore, a lot to collect. There's just a lot of content. There are also some great powers that you get to use in this game as well. There are some great returning ones like Levitation, where you actually conjure a ball that you can like ride on top of or that you can hold in your hand so that you don't fall as fast. There's Pyrokinesis, which obviously is setting things on fire, Psy Blast, where you use a concentrated beam of psychic energy to damage your foes. Uh, telekinesis, lifting up objects so that you can throw them. But then they add in some new ones as well. There's mental connection where you can grapple between thoughts to make connections and, and reconnect different words to different things. Uh, that gets used also to traverse the environment in ways that you couldn't otherwise. There's time bubble, which is really great because it allows you to manipulate time and slow things down. Uh, so that you can get past, like, fans and, you know, other other things that are moving far too rapidly for you to actually get through them. And then projection, which is really fun. Uh, you get to summon an archetype uh, that's, like, made out of paper that can uh, be used to slip through cracks and uh, get you into areas that you otherwise can't access. It also works as sort of a decoy to draw the attention of your enemies. The other great things that uh, Psychonauts does, and it did it in the original, it still does it in the sequel, is trying to theme everything so that it works with the ideas of Psyche. For instance, your enemies uh, are literally regrets, doubts, enablers, judges, uh, and they are manifested as actual enemies for you to fight. In terms of collectibles, you have figments of your imagination to collect throughout each one of these levels. Emotional baggage, where you need to collect the tags to line up with the actual bags that you need to get in each one of the levels. They have also introduced in this particular game the idea of nuggets of wisdom, which are like these uh, golden 
collectibles that will instantly raise you up one psychic level, essentially. Since this is double fine, obviously the, the writing and the dialogue is really smart and so entertaining, and something I enjoy in this more than I've enjoyed it in a lot of other games is that you do find when games are trying to be clever, there's definitely a certain kind of game where it feels like they're trying to be clever and they're just so just proud of themselves. I've experienced this with quite a few titles. I remember I experienced it with Journey to the Savage Planet and like Ukulele, where they were trying to be funny and different and edgy and what they were really trying to do was show how in love with their own concept they were. Psychonauts 2 never gives you that feeling. You you feel like the people that made this were just enjoying the fact that they were making the game that they were getting to make and that they were using all of that like attitude but also the dialogue and the cleverness uh, not to show off but to really expand the lore and the personality of the world. And I appreciate that. There's nothing that doesn't ring true here, and that is the best thing about this. The game also really looks good. The soundtrack and the score is just absolutely excellent, and I think that anybody who would pick this up would just have an absolutely great time. However, I probably should mention a few little issues that I had with the game. The first one is a holdover from the original title, and that is the combat. The combat is not bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it is definitely not the focus of this game. The focus of this game is supposed to be platforming and exploration, and it does that very, very well. Unfortunately, when you get into the sections where they throw just a ton of enemies at you, it's a chaotic mess, and the controls for the combat are nowhere near as satisfying as they usually are in the rest of the game. Also, there are like eight powers that you eventually get throughout the course of the game, but you can only equip four at a time. Most of the time, you only really need three or four to deal with an individual thing that you're doing, but when you start to go back into levels, especially to try and get collections and stuff like that, uh, you realize that you have to constantly switch between them. So I have to go into menus all the time so that I can reassign different ones to the, the different four buttons that I have. Now, I always found that I wanted to have like levitation and telekinesis always attached to my trigger buttons because I was playing on Xbox. I wanted to always have them on my left and right trigger because I always thought that they were going to be useful. So now all of the rest of my powers, I got to figure out how to put onto the bumpers and reassign them all the time. I really feel like there, there could have been something a little bit better. Maybe I could have assigned some more uh, than that so I wouldn't have to constantly readjust it. And I, I feel like that's a missed opportunity. And while it does promote exploration really well, when you're going through a lot of these levels, you do have a lot of these moments where you'll get to a certain point, you will look out across the horizon, and you will see some kind of collectible that you definitely want to get, but you have absolutely no idea how to do it, and you might spend an inordinate amount of time backtracking to try and figure out how to do it, only to get thrown for a loop when you pass by something and go, oh, I want to get that thing, 
and not actually be able to get it at that time because a cutscene comes in and then the level ends or, or something to that effect. One particular place, I, I could see a bunch of like figments and I thought that I pretty much got all the figments except these last few. And it's at the very end of a segment, uh, uh, one of these levels. And, and I get there and there's a cutscene that I cannot stop I cannot cut through, and more importantly, after the cutscene ends, you leave the brain that you're in, only to realize that, oh yeah, in order to go back and get those, I have to re-enter the, the collective unconsciousness brain after I'm done with this part. Essentially, after I end the game, because this is one of the later levels, and do that later. And those moments are kind of frustrating, because it's like, oh, I really wish I could go back and do some of those collections now while I'm here. And the game will always give you the option to be able to go back and do all of that later, but it would have been really just a convenience for me to be able to do it at that time. The levels are very traversable and everything like that. There is a lot of verticality to many of them, so if you do miss platforms, you will occasionally just fall off of them and have to redo sections. Uh, and there's not a ton of fast travel points. In the outer world, you do get them, and you will get them when you re-enter brains later, but on those first passes, you just kind of have to accept that you're going through it blind. But again, this is all very nitpicky stuff, and what Psychonauts 2 does so well is to try and address actual mental health issues in the characters and, and moral questions that it addresses, and does it in a very tactful way, for the most part. I, I feel like it's the kind of game that people will get some deeper meaning out of, maybe, uh, that, depending on how much you want to read into it, will take something, you know, more substantial away from a game that is essentially about this kid... Um, going through these brightly colored worlds and, you know, uh, smacking uh, giant fist monsters that are big old sensors uh, in the face with a psychic blast. But the way that they theme the whole story and the way that the story develops and how the characters develop and what it means for Raz, for his family, for the Psychonauts as a whole talking to all of the characters about the mistakes that they've made and what they would like to do differently and how their past influences their present. All of that great stuff is in here and really, really begs to be explored to its fullest. All I can really say is I, I hope that Double Fine does not, does not wait another... 16 years to make another Psychonauts title. I'm hoping that because this is on Game Pass, because this is now introduced to a very wide swath of the gaming population, uh, to more effect than the original ever did, that this is going to generate a lot more interest. Something that also is really cool is that since Double Fine is now owned by Microsoft, if you do have Game Pass, uh, Psychonauts, the original Psychonauts, is also available on there, so you get to go back and play the original if this uh, appeals to you at all. And a lot of people might be rediscovering the original great title for the first time. I'm very excited about that, too. And, oh yeah, the best part of the new game 
over the original game is that I can still explore the overworld after I beat the last boss. It was a big thing that I had with the original Psychonauts is that once you get through the last level and everything and you complete the game, the overworld of Whispering Rock uh, Psychic Camp, you, you can't go to that anymore. So you have to do everything in the overworld that you want. You can just go to the individual levels in the Collective Unconscious. In this game, I am happy to say that is not the case, and you can explore everything in the overworld and in all the brains afterward. So that is the biggest improvement that they have made from game one to game two, because it really frustrated me that I couldn't go back to the wonderful environment that was Whispering Rock. And I'm so happy to say that if you just get to the questionable area itself, there were a lot of feelings that came up for me that reminded me of the original game and the camp setting in just that area alone. But the whole overworld was just a ball to explore and play around in. Okay, so this is the part where I would tell you about an alternative title, and frankly, I don't think I should, because I really would just prefer that you play Psychonauts 2. However, if you are looking for another really innovative platformer, I'm going to go real old school and tell you about one of my favorite games of all time, Banjo-Kazooie. Yes, we're going to talk about Banjo-Kazooie. Sorry, folks, that's what's happening right now. It was actually very recently that I went back and I tried to play a little bit of ukulele, which I, I originally did when it came out, and realized just how sad, by comparison, <laughs> that game was to the, the Banjo-Kazooie that it was originally based on. Uh, because Banjo-Kazooie was such a, a beautiful title. It had attitude, it had personality, it had such lovely music, it had such lovely characters, and it had such beautiful levels. Again, they were innovative by their very nature. They always had some different kind of thing going on for them. For instance, they didn't have a water level. They had, like, Treasure Trove Cove, which was all built around, like, this big pirate ship that you got to go in. Oh, but there was another water level, too, which was Clanker's Cave, where this giant me metal shark was just in this big tank, and would kind of help you out to traverse uh, their tank. Uh, so that that was kind of cool. And you even went inside the shark and dealt with, like, I think it was the indigestion issues he was having, I want to say. And to this day, I will still say Click Clock Wood is one of the most impressive examples of level design that you may ever see. The idea of being able to go through different seasons in this game, unlocking a new season with each one that you dive into and then seeing the evolution of them as time goes on so that you're able to do something in spring that will eventually uh, come to fruition in fall or being able to uh, bomb a rock when it is like summer and, and the, the water is really low so you, you can get to this underground cave and then coming back in fall or winter so that you can actually dive into it and up and through is just such a brilliant way of presenting this level while you are around this giant tree that you can traverse. The other great thing about this game, too, was the idea that the level design is not very large. Each one of the levels was fairly contained. 
in a way that the sequel, Banjo-Tooie, just wasn't. And I think that it was the biggest problem between the two. In Banjo-Tooie, they just expanded those worlds out a whole lot to the point where it, it kind of loses how tight the platforming and the enjoyment of the game was. I, I actually really like the fact that they kept it pr very contained. Still one of the best platformers of all time. Just a sheer joy. Okay, so that is Psychonauts 2, the game that I've been waiting to play for 16 years. I named my moniker after this. Uh, my Twitter account was based on the original game. It is one of my favorite games of all time, the original Psychonauts. And I have to tell you that Psychonauts 2 is probably going to be up there on my game of the year list. It might just be that, so... Uh, we'll we'll find out when I do uh, every game I played from 2021, which I'm bound to do in December. But until then, I uh, guess that you'll be leaving me now, and that uh, that does track. However, I wonder if you really want to, because because my friend, as the name of this show suggests. There is quite a bit of Titanium around here, and with the renewed interest in it from the Psychonauts series, this may be very valuable right now. It's making a comeback. This is classic Titanium right here. You have to love this. I will sell it to you for uh, 5,000 fun bucks. Okay, 4,000. Two? Four. 1,000! 1,000! Uh, okay. However many fun bucks you have on, I'll, I'll sell it to the... Ah! Okay, fine. I don't have any other buyers. You happy?